You're listening to Gibraltar Stories, a podcast which shares interesting stories connected to Gibraltar. My name's Lindsay Weston. I've been living in Gibraltar for almost 10 years, and during that time, I've discovered more and more about this tiny and very special place. Its history, its people, famous visitors, and its role in important events on the world stage. From Darwin and the Neanderthals to James Bond, and from cybersecurity to fashion design, Gibraltar may be small, but it has a lot of stories to tell. This skull, Darwin held it in his hands, and he, he talked about the, the magnificent Gibraltar skull. And so it was almost complete, so it was almost giving people an idea of what these people were like and the, how different they were from us. The, the strategic position always matters in terms of how um, others view Gibraltar and the interest that can be gained out of control of, of, of the place. Never I was ever going to think that I would be making a dress and it was going to be Cayenne and she was going to be there in the Miss World Panda and she was going to win. So um, basically, yes, I cried loads. <laughs> We're punching above our weight, massively, you know, it's, just, it's like everything. You look at the Gibraltar Football Association, the same thing, you, talk, you cannot, again, wear a pool of 30,000 people and you can only pick your team from 30,000 people. So then you go to UK and there are millions of people there. But to be up at the same level, I think, is amazing. Everybody was rather excited about the whole thing, obviously, especially because it was a Bond movie. Um, and you know what we're like in Gibraltar, we're very proud when, whenever our rock is used for anything. So everybody was very excited. I think everybody felt a little bit like a star and it's great fun to be on the other side of the cameras. I say it's a microclimate within a microclimate. A microclimate is when you get small changes in a short space. And, you know, Gibraltar itself, we know, is very different from, like, Spain. It never gets quite as hot as nearby Spain or Morocco. Never gets quite as cold in the winter. There's only been one time that there's ever been an air frost that's been recorded. I arrived here and I looked at uh, Marina Bay and I went, ah, now that's where my, the, the, the murderous yacht is moored. And that's where that so-and-so flat over in Neptune House. And that's the wrong way. And that's where the chase takes place. So it's wonderful. Years ago this week, a couple of famous visitors flew into Gibraltar by private jet to get married. They weren't the first to come to the rock for a wedding, and they certainly weren't the last. It was a hastily arranged ceremony and caused quite a stir. It even proved inspiration for a song to be written about it, the Ballad of John and Yoko. Unfortunately, copyright issues mean I can't include the song in this podcast, but I can read you the lyrics from the second verse. Finally made the plane into Paris, honeymooning down by the Seine. Peter Brown called to say you can make it OK, you can get married in Gibraltar near Spain. So this is a telegram addressed to my dad, Mr Galliano, 30 Town Range, Gibraltar. And it just says, many thanks for all your help and kindness. We are most appreciative. Stop. Best wishes, 
Peter Brown. Polly Whitmore's father, Charlie Galliano, was working as a civil servant at the time and took a call from Peter Brown, the Beatles manager, to make arrangements for the impending nuptials and to find a way to transport the happy couple from the airport to the wedding venue in secret. She talked me through some of her father's photographs from that special day. Some of the photos, I think, were sent to my dad by the then manager um, of the Beatles, Peter Brown, um, and their photos of John and Yoko coming out of a, their private jet onto the Gibraltar runway. Um, and the flight sort of like either landing or taking off, I'm not sure, but lots of photos of the, of the private jet. And then we've got some other photos of um, John and Yoko at the airport with my dad, and I'm presuming this is the manager, um, obviously getting ready to be taken to the registry office. And we've got some more photos outside what's now the Gibraltar Law Courts. Holding hands, um, obviously the ceremony has just taken place. And then we've got a few more on the runway with a marriage certificate. Um, John Lennon holding up a, a marriage certificate. My dad's in the background with a briefcase, looking very smart. Um, and then some photos that my dad obviously took of the actual ceremony, um, where the film slips, so they've sort of like got a double exposure. And they're sat down and, I think, just waiting. My dad did get sent um, a photograph of the Beatles, the group The Beatles, and on the reverse of it, it had all of their signatures on it. Um, this is currently with my sister, I think, in, in the UK. Um, she has the original. I'll have to have words with her. Um, but there was another um, original si signature, which was um, Yoko Ono signing as Mrs. Lennon for the first time. And this was given away. I think at the time they probably didn't realise the extent of... Um, what 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 the Beatles would would become and how how famous the name would be even years on, so I'm sure they're sort of like uh, kicking themselves now for giving that away, um, and also the car. I think the car you see in the picture, which was my dad's Volkswagen Beetle. Yes, I can see it. Yeah, he he sold that on, or but I think eventually it ended up at the bottom of the car chute, which is up near Europa Point, I think that. They used oh. to send cars down into the sea, um, and I think that's probably where that car ended up, Crikey. which is a shame. What a pity. <laughs> the fishes are swimming through it now. Yes, probably probably a, a, a rusty mess at the, at the bottom of the sea. So how did it come about? How did your dad get the call to, to be part of this significant day? Well, he was, he was working... Um, for the Gibraltar government at the birth, deaths and marriages office. And I think um, he got a phone call the day before um, asking him if he, you know, if, 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 if this could happen in Gibraltar. So it was, all, it was all sort of like, you know, top secret, so he couldn't say anything. And I think when he put the phone down, I think I remember my mum saying, he said, what, what was that all about? And my dad said, I can't, I can't tell you. And she said... 
I turned around and I said, oh, is one of the Beatles getting married in Gibraltar? And she said, I could tell by the look on his face that that's what it must be. She said, I didn't know who, but that, she said, that was my initial react, reaction and, and, and she was right. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> she hit the nail on the head She then. did, she did. <laughs> so it was all done on very cloak and dagger under, under deep secrecy, yes. presumably so that the press wouldn't find out. I imagine so. Um, I mean, I wasn't born at the time, so... And, and growing up, I d- it didn't really make um, much of a difference to my life. I didn't really know who they who they were or, or that this had had, had happened. Um, but yes, I can remember when we've... My dad's been approached lots of times by people who want to interview him about the day and, um, and at different anniversaries as well. And he did say it was all top secret and, you know, it was done... Uh, they they flew in and they flew out so that it was it was just very low key, yeah. and it was a, it was a very quick turnaround. Then presumably no rock tours or anything like no, that. No, not that I'm aware of. I you know I think he picked them up in his car so they wouldn't attract any attention and drove them to um, to the Gibraltar courts, which is where it, it took place. And then I think drove them back and off they went. What was his memory of the day? You know, did, did he has he t- spoken about? what they may have talked about in the car or any of that kind of thing? Um, I think he said there was conversation in the car, but he can't really remember. Um, and, I, I, you know, I, I think as well for my dad, the enormity of, of the Beatles, I think they were popular at the time, but it's like any any group that's popular at the time. You don't probably imagine that in, you know, 50 years later or whatever, how 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 famous they they still would be, and, and and the name The Beatles was, you know, such a big name and still is. Um, and also, I think, you know, then with what happened with John Lennon, um, even that sort of like, you know, it was... So I think things like that just probably made him think later on in life, wow, you know, how, how lucky I was to be a part of that. Well, yes, to be a fly on the wall yeah. in such a significant event. Yeah, that's right. And what so you you said about the 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 first signature as um, Mrs Lennon was given away. I know. What a pity. <laughs> I know. I know. And they still talk about that. And it was given away to my mum worked at the hospital, and I think there was someone who she worked with who I think had asked for it. So I think that's possibly why, you know, my dad got it and handed it over. I don't know who it was. Um, but that person obviously has the first signature of Yoko Ono signing as Mrs. Lennon. Now, did, did your dad ever speak about the fact that maybe people spotted them when they were on their drive around or maybe going to and from the law courts? You know, I've, ne- I've never actually asked him that. Um, I, I don't know that if, if there had been any specific sort of like spotting or maybe he would have mentioned it or if there had been loads of people. I I, th- I don't think anybody did realise it was happening and I think it all happened quite smoothly. Um, certainly I don't rec- recollect him mentioning any sort of like groups of people or masses of people outside um, where they did get married or, or in fact at the airport um, and all the photos that, that I've seen don't seem to suggest that either. Um, so no, I don't think so. So the cloak and dagger worked then. Yes, I it think was a it successful did. Successful <laughs> operation. <laughs> I don't even think my mum went <laughs> to have a look. <laughs> after after the event, uh, presumably, then you mentioned that he's been interviewed about various different, you know, 
on, on various different anniversaries. Did, did that turn him then into a bit of a celebrity? Um, I think a lot of people now um, know my dad as being the the person in there's there's a lot of photos and especially circling uh, circulating around Gibraltar and um, I think a lot of people do know that it was my dad um but but likewise there's a lot of people who probably don't know um and yes lots of people have asked him because I, I think a, even like Spanish um, radio stations have asked him for interviews in the past so there must be somebody who who they contact, who knows that my dad w- w- was involved. So, so yes, but I, I still think, you know, there's, there's a lot of people out there who, it, you know, are, are still quite surprised that it happened in, in, in Gibraltar. The iconic image of the newly married Mr and Mrs Lennon holding their marriage certificate on the runway at Gibraltar Airport has been reproduced countless times. It was captured by the newspaper photographer Slim Simpson and even featured in a series of Gibraltar stamps. Aaron Enriles is the philatelic manager at the Gibraltar Philatelic Bureau. The set of stamps that you're viewing now were issued back in the 20th of March 1999. And uh, yeah, they produced a, a set of three stamps, then two minute sheets, and obviously they had the additional products as well, which is the first day cover and presentation packs. Unfortunately, we don't have the first day cover packs here as they were sold out back in the day. But uh, again, although this was before my time, the, the, uh, the stamps would have had to go through the normal royal approval like, like we do now. And if I'm not mistaken, also the, the stamps had to be officially licensed and approved by Yoko Ono. Ah, right. Yes, because they they feature uh, two of them in particular feature them on their wedding day with Gibraltar. One's got the Rock of Gibraltar in the background with them holding the um, Mm -hmm. marriage certificate, and the other one shows them on the steps of their private jet. So it really it marks this day in particular, doesn't it? Yeah, that's right. And if you if you look at the the minute sheets, you have a picture of Lennon and Yoko Ono, but if you feature the the perforations of the stamps are only around John Lennon, and that's because. Um, we have to follow protocol and a certain guidelines, stamp issuing guidelines, and, and one of those guidelines is that no living person can be featured. Other than royalty, no living person can be featured on the stamps. So oh. that's why Yoko Ono isn't on the actual stamps herself. How interesting. I did wonder that, actually, when I'd seen mm. them on the website, and it, the stamp was just literally of John Lennon himself. So... Well, we learn something new every day. So were these, presumably, if you've sold out of your first day covers, they must have been big sellers? Yeah, I'm not sure what the the edition limits of those would have been, but I'm assuming it would have been anything between 1,000, maybe to to 5,000 covers of each each product. But uh, yeah, very popular stamp. I I wouldn't say the most popular stamp of Gibraltar, but it's extremely popular amongst the collectors, and at least it's one of the uh, most recognised stamps from Gibraltar. And 50 years on from that special day, Gibraltar is still a popular venue for couples to get married, with multiple weddings taking place on the rock each day. Rock Occasions wedding planner Flora Lamb helps couples who come to Gibraltar specifically to get married. She says the convenience offered by Gibraltar attracts them, as well as knowing they're following in famous footsteps. This is a legend, you know, so make people want to do the same as him. And... Also, because it's so convenient, you know, in Gibraltar, you know, although we have to say, you know, it's very easy, people can get married within 24 or 48 hours, it's the paperwork is very straightforward, and um, it's a small place, but you can do everything together. 
I guess you don't have far to travel from your uh, your wedding venue to, to wherever you're going to have your reception. It's uh... Most of the time, it's walking distance as well, you know, but, you know, we, we, it, it all depends on what sort of style and atmosphere the client wanted. You know, they can do, you know, extraordinary, like, you know, from the registry wedding, they can go up to the top of the rock, you know, which is... Um, a winning wedding destination, you know, back a few years ago. Then we've got a lot of other amazing venue, you know, from different hotel, you know, a restaurant, a bistro point. You know, they've got many more options for people to think, oh my God, in a small place, there's a lot you can do. And do you think the, the fact that John Lennon and Yoko Ono came here 50 years ago, they set a trend? They definitely did, you know, honestly, you know, and still a lot of people. You know, we do have clients coming asking, you know, can we do the same? Like, you know, at least the John Lennon signature photo, you know, to have it you know, on a one way as well. And a lot of people try to uh, copy that tradition still. So all of your couples that you deal with through your company are people who've specifically come to Gibraltar to get married. Is that right? I would say, you know, 99% of my clients are from overseas. And it's very interesting that all those majority are Brits from the UK, from Scotland, from Ireland, or, you know, they come from Spain. But we do have a lot, a big portion of people coming from America, all the way from Australia. We've got people from um, Russia, Kazakhstan, China, Singapore, Thai... European, you name it, and we've got it. A lot of time you have to Google it to find out where uh, they actually come from. So the John and Yoko effect can still be felt here in Gibraltar today, 50 years on from their flying visit to come and get married, with hundreds of couples coming to the rock each year to tie the knot. I hope you've enjoyed this episode. I couldn't have done it without the help of Polly Whitmore and her dad, Charlie Galliano, who has kindly allowed me to use some of his photos in the show notes for this episode. Pop over to GeraltaStories.com to see some of the pictures that Polly described to me. My thanks go to Aaron Enriles as well from the Gibraltar Philatelic Bureau for telling me all about John and Yoko's stamps, which were produced to mark their wedding anniversary in 1999. There'll be more from Aaron in the next episode of Gibraltar Stories when he'll be talking about Gibraltar's stamps in general. And thanks to Flora Lamb from Rock Occasions who took the time between weddings to speak to me too. If you'd like to find out more about either Rock Occasions or the Gibraltar Philatelic Bureau, you can find links to both websites in the show notes for this episode. And finally, my thanks to you for listening and sticking with it all the way through to the end. This is the penultimate episode of the first series of Gibraltar Stories. I'm going to be taking a short break after next week's episode to get some more Gibraltar Stories recorded. Don't forget you can listen back to any of the episodes so far at GibraltarStories.com as well as on Apple Podcasts, iTunes, SoundCloud and Spotify. And if you have a Gibraltar story you'd like to share, please do get in touch with me through Facebook, Instagram, Twitter or by email to GibraltarStories at gmail.com. Until next week, bye for now and thanks for listening. (laughs) 